Podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and it's alongside Brandon Valentine. Hello, hello. Oh, my God. Was social media dripping with Lady Juices yesterday, and yeah. uh, no man had a part of it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I have never seen so many old, wrinkled, dried-up hooters all of a sudden <laughs> regain life. Yeah. And, and flow the nectar <laughs> that we for so long tried producing. Yeah, apparently he just needed Alanis Morissette. Yes, Alanis Morissette is going back on tour. Not only is she going on tour, but it's a Jagged Little Pill anniversary tour. And I saw, who's going with her? Liz Fair. That's right. And uh, Garbage. Okay, I might want to go now. Yeah, I love... I, I fucking love Garbage. I You should. I mean, founded by Butch Vig from Nirvana. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the Nirvana influence in Garbage and... Whatever. <laughs> Nirvana, whatever. I freaking like garbage. I don't like Nirvana, but I like garbage. And it's one of those things, like I said, I'm not one, like, I'm not going to change the channel because Nirvana comes on, but I'm not going to go out of my way to get get their albums. Oh, I know. We don't have to get into the Nirvana argument again. But, uh, so there was part of me, I was like, so there's no secret, I've always loved fucking Women Who Rock. Yeah. Oh, Ever so since I. I was a little kid. Like, I just, there, there's just something. I mean, how can you not? I mean, Blondie, freaking, there's so many great women of rock. Well, I don't, there's almost like a, like a truth to it, yeah. if you will. When, when you get good female artists, even ones that are doing poppy and then they have a sad song or whatever, yeah. you're like... I can believe either one of them because now that I've been married, I've seen both sides of it mm-hmm. within the 30 seconds flip of a switch. Yeah. <clears throat> and oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know how many people today would consider it, especially if uh, m- millennials listen to it today, but the Go-Go's were considered punk back in the day. Oh, That's yeah. how they got their start was in the belly room and stuff like that down in LA, mm-hmm. you know, on the punk scene. Um, God, and if you ever hear any of their stories, you know they're 100% punk. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I'm trying to think. Jane Wyland and uh, Belinda Carlisle never played a lick of anything, ever. Yeah. And all of a sudden met each other at a show and said, let's start a band. And never took lessons, nothing. Found one chord and played it. Yeah. 
and all of a sudden they got the beat, you know. Uh, but them, I mean, so I was probably more into the poppy stuff, but the bangles. I love the bangles. All women playing all their own instruments. Heart, Heart was another one. Yeah, Heart was another one. You know, Blondie wasn't a female band. No, Blondie it was a female was just, fronted, fronted band. Yeah, Debbie Harry was an amazing oh, front woman Debbie, or front yeah. man or whatever you want to call her. Oh, she was awesome. She's fantastic, but... And I mean, but she's just the one, like, for me as a kid, she's the one that I remember first. Like, the first real female rocker that, like, you know, really stuck out to me. And I think part of it is because I remember being on the Muppets. And, oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, everything else. And I yeah, mean, you're old. I am old. I am old. Yeah. I so, never watched the Muppets. Yeah. I remember her being on the Muppets. I remember all that. And, and just I mean, the Muppet specials was all I ever watched. Yeah. And I have, you know, kind of like you, I mean, Rod's not as much older, but I have a lot older brothers and sisters who that's the type of music they listen to. So it was, you know, yeah, it's kind of weird. Fucking aliens. <laughs> so for me, it was just kind of, I grew up with like, you know, Blondie and stuff like that, like that era. So. See, the. The first, what I would consider female rocker, because again, even I considered the Go Go's pop. Yeah, you know, I now know better, and now realize what they were doing, playing all their own instruments, making sure when they found the rest of their band that they got, you know, well equipped. Yeah, you know, they had people that were that I think it was Kathy Valentine that played for the Runaways. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Um, but speaking of the Runaways, Joan Jett was probably the first yeah. female rocker I truly remember. I yeah. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts playing "I Love Rock and Roll," and then "Bad Reputation." And Joan's always carried that look, even when she was in the Runaways. She's always had that look of just total punk, like. Ugh. Just the other day, I watched. Uh, she was, I guess, she was torn with the Foo Fighters for like seven cities just to play a few songs. Oh, well, that'd be... Like, she wasn't opening or nothing. She's like, hey, our friend Joan's been on tour with us, you know, cruising around. You guys mind if we rock out with her a little bit? And all of a sudden, she comes out and stays here. like, oh, my God, it's fucking Joan Jett. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those ones that's like, you know, <coughs> how do you say... I mean, and yeah. then her and Grohl, you know, just go to town doing a couple songs, and she walks off stage, and they go back into playing My Hero. Yeah, that know? would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um... We, I, me and me and the wife watched that YouTube clip the other day, and we were like, "Was this the last concert we went to?" Which might have been fucking Joan Jett hmm. uh, for our first anniversary. Wow. Now I think we've been to a couple. Like, we went to a couple for, of those '80s ones and stuff well, like yeah. that. But yeah, like the I love the '80s. Yeah, the I love the '80s ones. There was a few free ones at the casinos or whatever with, uh, like Herman's Hermits and yeah. shit like that, but. Yeah, we we went to that show, and fucking phenomenal. She was just phenomenal. Oh, I bet. I mean, it's Joan Jett. I mean, that's one thing I was kind of mad about missing, like, you know, Billy Idol, because a lot of people are like, he's still fucking Billy Idol. I I mean. I've told many people, I've been to probably over 400 concerts in my lifetime, and I've told many people, at least in my top three was when I went and saw Billy Idol. Yeah. And that wasn't all that long ago. Like, Billy was in his 50s. Yeah. You know? I mean, and that's what I've heard from people. They're like, it doesn't matter how old he is, he's still fucking Billy Idol, and he still fucking puts on a Billy Idol show. Yeah. Well, you watch so many of these bands. Like, we were just talking about it not too long ago with fucking look at Motley Crue. Yeah. Vince Neil's going to struggle. Yes. 
if Vince Neil doesn't fucking hit the gym, clean up, get some cardio back, he's either going to sit in a fucking wheelchair with his oxygen mask or he's going to be so pissed drunk you're not going to understand a fucking lick out of his mouth anyways. Because, I mean, really, you look at Vince Neil now, he looks like that, like, haggard soccer mom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I get that. <laughs> but but we went and saw Billy Idol. We were given free tickets uh, from a buddy of mine that worked for a radio station. And me and my, me and my friend looked at each other and were like, well, oh, fuck it, let's go. Why not? Like, if anything, you know, we love, like, we know all the songs. We love, yeah. you know, he's going to come out and play Money Money and White Wedding and, you know, uh, Rock the, or Cradle of Love and, you know, mm. some of the shit. And we're good. All of a sudden, he comes out with no shirt on. He's still just jacked, ripped fucking bouncing around the stage doing that fist pump the whole time and we're like dude we're the fucking billy idol concert yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> you expected to be like old man and you're like nope nope that's that's still and, billy idol and i've gone to a ton of old shows yeah because there's just i grew up listening to music from the 50s and 60s like it's what i was raised on so when you got a chance to see him you took it yeah and there's not many that i've seen where you're like Okay, they put on a good show. You you leave the concert and you go, God, I love their music. Like, there, there's a few. I mean, there was one. Um, I mean, like I said, when we were talking about the Motley Crue tour and stuff like that, when I went and saw Def Leppard and Poison, where I mean, Tesla opened for him, and you're like, okay, cool, Tesla, you have one good song. That's about all we remember. Go away. Yeah. And I mean, it was just like whatever. Poison came out, and it was like, eh, it was basically like old the, the old people. Def Leppard came out. Holy fucking shit. Did they put on a show? And I mean, it was like it, it felt like it was 1984, and you were at a, a Def Leppard concert. It didn't feel like you know you were, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it was amazing. And we'd seen, like I said, I seen some of those, like I saw some of those where you're like, yeah, okay, hey, I saw the Village People, sweet, yeah, you know, um, saw the Monkees, and this is before David Jones died or uh, Mickey. Oh my God, who died? Peter Dolan's died. Uh, this was, and Peter Noon was back, which was the first time in like forty five years or something that he had played with the band. And dude, I swear to God, I was watching the show again. Yeah, like it was fucking phenomenal. All and I was so jacked. And then to find out Peter uh, Peter Noon's only made like eight of those shows, and then he quit the band again. Couldn't <laughs> couldn't. And I was fortunate enough to be one of those or that got to see, one that radio, got to yeah. see it. Uh, but then I saw like uh, Fats Domino, and you're like, still got a good set of pipes, but that wheelchair doesn't get you around that stage very quick. No, you know he was he was big, he was still a big dude, but winded. Just you know, he played his on top of Blueberry Hill and a couple of his hits, and then you could really start to hear the voice disappear from being just winded. Yeah, but he opened for Chuck Berry. Oh. Chuck was 20 years older and came out and just fucking jammed. Oh, I bet. Just rocked the house. Chuck rocked the house so much, he came back the next year and we're like, fuck it, we're going to see Chuck Berry again. Chuck still rocked, but Chuck this time had Bo Diddley opening for him. Oh. Bo Diddley did his whole show in a fucking rocking chair. Like you were sitting in a speakeasy in fucking New Orleans. But I bet it was fucking amazing. And just jammed. And you're like... Dude, I feel like I'm in his basement. Like I feel like somebody said, "Let's go to Grandpa Bo's house and listen <laughs> to him play the guitar." Like, and then, but then he came out and did some stuff with Chuck and bounced around the stage. And I'm like, 
Motherfucker, you just sat in your rocking chair for 45 minutes and never stood up one goddamn time. <laughs> That's why you'd have the energy to play with Chuck. And now you're out here bouncing around with little Chuck Berry, you know, something like that. But this is my fear with this Atlanta Morissette concert. What made Jagged Little Pill so good? What it made was, it good? It was... I wasn't a huge fan. It was one of the, like another thing where I wouldn't turn it off, but I'm not going to go buy the album. But, I mean, it was I the... the shit out of Jagged Little Pill. A lot of it was just it was her voice, and I mean how she could hit those those notes. I mean, but they weren't really high notes to per se, but they were just her notes. I mean, that's but the about beauty the only... of it was, and why she became famous. She had five albums out before Jagged Little Pill. Nobody fucking knows that. Yeah, because none of them. They made like aluminum in Canada. Yeah, you know, nobody. Fu- and it was all poppy shit. You know when you watch, uh, oh, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. And they find Robin's yep. Canadian pop shit. Yeah. That's basically what Atlantis Morissette was. Sparkle something. Robin Sparkles. Yeah, yeah, Robin Sparkles. Let's go to the mall. Yeah, that one. Yeah. That was basically Atlantis Morissette before Jagged Little Pill came out. Jagged Little Pill came out and she got wronged. Yeah, and that was it. I mean, she was angry. And But you felt it in her voice, oh, in, her, in her lyrics, in her... And then like, we, iro- uh, not iro- the one that you played at the beginning. It wasn't ironic, was it? No. No. Oh, fucking. It was You Ought to Know. You Ought to Know. That song, when you heard, listened to that song, you felt like it was your ex-girlfriend talking to you and she was going to fucking murder you in your sleep. Yeah. And that's why, again. And her, that's what made it great. Her sales went down after that. Ironic was, I think that was on that one, but she had another one. The album that came out afterwards had a couple good poppy hits, but it, that's what it was. And then it got, she was happy again. Yeah. So she's going to do a Jagged Little Pill anniversary tour. The whole point of the tour is nothing but Jagged Little Pill. So someone needs to break up her there and fuck her up her heart. So is she going to be... Where's Uncle Joey? Is she going to be able to (laughs) repeat what she felt 30 years ago or 25 years ago or whatever it is? If someone breaks her heart. Or... Is is it gonna is it gonna be forced? Like this is my and that's fear. what I yeah that's what I worry too is I mean because there there are times and there's been other artists where you can think back and think when they did that song when they were pissed it was amazing but now all of a sudden they're happy it's comedians too I've seen it yeah all of a sudden they're happy and you're like yeah you suck mm-hmm. you need to become depressed again yeah <laughs> well and one of the things I liken it to and their music's not similar in any way shape or form but is Adele Adele wrote nineteen after heartbreak. Wrote 21 after heartbreak. Uh, wrote 25 after having a kid, realizing, you know, things were better in her life. Um, but you watch, she's, she doesn't fake any of it. I mean, when she's singing happy, you can tell she's happy and vice versa. But I've watched bits of her concerts and shit online. And when she gets into Rolling in the Deep and some of those darker ones from the early albums it just feels like that's never left her. Like yeah. she reaches back and she re-feels that pain and anger. And so it doesn't sound fake or contrived. Which, I mean, you can hope that, I mean, when it comes that out, Atlantis can do that. You know. But, like, I'm trying to think of an artist offhand. There's, I would say there's stuff like Elton John when he wrote about initial boyfriends and shit like that. Or even the changing of Candle in the Wind. When Candle in the Wind initially came out, okay, it was a decent song. Yeah, it was decent. But 
all of a sudden, uh, Princess Diana died. And you forget that it was out for years before Princess died. And Princess Di passed away, and that was somebody very close to him. And he changed it up just a little bit, just a few lyrics to kind of go with her. But you felt it. Oh, yeah. That song gives you chills. Like the first time you heard it and after Princess Di died, you got chills because it was so good. Yeah, and then I don't remember who passed away when they redid it the third time. I don't remember. But it didn't have the same feel. No. It was almost like somebody came to him and said, hey, we want to buy this song. Please rewrite it. And I can't remember who it was for. And it was another one to raise money for something. Yeah. But Candle of the... I mean, for Die, was the, yeah, that was the but one that just... Tiny Dancer... Just- is it time? No, Daniel's song. I th- mm. I think is the one he wrote about his first boyfriend before he came out, and uh, but you felt it when you hear the recording of it, the initial recording. Yeah, you hear it now, and it's got a whole different vibe to it. It does, and I mean, it's one of those things I think with him too. Is I think you can tell, and not in a bad way, but when he stopped drinking and when he stopped partying. Things changed a little bit. Not a bad way, it just changed. You can tell that with a look at Metallica. Yeah. You have Master Puppets, you have the Black Album, you have Ride the Lightning. And then all of a sudden they quit drinking, then it's kind of, kind of. Then Hepfield quit drinking, and you came out with Load and Reload, and you're like, that tastes like somebody's load. Yeah. Like, that's bad. Yeah. You know? I mean, but Elton John, Elton John didn't really go downhill, it just changed. Yeah. And I mean, you listen to a lot of it. Have you seen the movie? No, not yet. Oh, fuck, dude. I want to. It is amazing. The one thing I will say about the movie is it's different than Queen in the fact, like, Queen was all about Freddy, right? But it was as if, you know, an outsider looking in on Freddy's life. Elton is all about Elton as if you're Elton and you're telling, it's Elton telling his story. Well, Elton worked on that movie 100%, was on set every day. And it's very obvious because, I mean, it's him... It's his side of the story the whole way, and they make no, they make no qualms about that. Elton is also very Elton, and there's a thing that go with superstars. Yeah, he's a fucking diva, and Elton, oh, he talks about that. Oh yeah, but Elton has always been about Elton John. Yeah, Elton John has no problem pushing his name wherever the fuck he can. So a movie that comes off as self centered and egotistic, like. Why the fuck wouldn't it? Because that and I mean it doesn't really come off as self-centered and egotistical. No, but I mean, I mean but just about yeah. Elton, like about but it is, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like I said, it's all it's his point of view, and it's almost the way they do it. And I mean, it's not really going to give away anything. It's almost like it it's, starts with him walking. You into, can't really give away anything if you know no. anything about Elton John. You know the fucking. It story basically of the movie. starts with him going into rehab, and then the whole story is him in rehab telling the story of his life, and then that that's so it's all his. I mean. They made no way of like trying to make it seem like any other way than it's his point of view through the whole yeah. movie. But I mean, it was still amazing. And there's stuff in there that you you learn about him. Like you're like, I know about Elton John. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, I didn't know that. You know. And a lot of the stuff, like you know, a lot of people don't realize he didn't write most of the lyrics. It was the other, but Bernie. Yeah. Bernie, I think was his name. He wrote all the lyrics and then handed them to Elton, and Elton did the music. But I mean, it's yeah. No, and. It's a great movie. I love it. I, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to watch it over and over again. <laughs> so typically this is one of those movies I did not see it in the theater. So this is one of those movies I would just buy without seeing because I want to fucking have it. Yeah. Uh, around the holiday time, 
You can't buy anything because everyone's trying to find, figure out what to buy your ass. Exactly. Because he buys everything he wants, and then we're all like, what the fuck are we supposed to buy you now? And so I've left a few of these things that are affordable and easy to get. And I'm going to get him a fucking Skeletor <coughs> dildo. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so initially when this concert was announced, I th- I misread it. I thought they said The Gorge. Oh, that would have been fun. Now, if this amazing. concert would have been at The Gorge, I would have been there. Oh yeah, I'd be all over that. Hundred percent for sure would have went because then I really would have been going back in time. I mean, Atlanta's Marset, Liz Fair, and freaking yeah, garbage at the Gorge. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. It pr- it probably would have been a lot like when I went to Lilith Fair with Jewel <laughs> at the Gorge, like yeah. either a bunch of lesbians or a bunch of miserable wives wishing they would have become lesbians. Probably both yeah. at this point. At this at this time at this time, yeah. yeah how long it's been? It's probably yeah. You know. Um, but it's going to be at White River, which may change. Mm. I avoid that place like the plague. I do too. I mean, we've talked about it. I mean, the the, the parking is a fucking the whole nightmare. thing is just a nightmare. And I mean, it's just yeah, it's it's not good. Um, but I still may I still may go see it. Now there is one at the, coming up at the Gorge that I contemplated. More chicks, but it's uh, Maple Valley's own Brandy Carlisle. Hmm? is headlining a show at the Gorge with Cheryl Crow. That would be interesting. So I thought about that as well. But uh, anyways, I just I thought it was funny. I mean, I I didn't know one little announcement of Alanis Morissette coming would... Oh, I've seen a lot, yeah. Would everyone. drop panties like, like you couldn't believe. Oh, yeah, there's so many women freaking out, like, oh, my God. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm still just, I'm shocked by it. But, uh, so, I want to talk about football. Oh. Maybe we'll save that till the end. So we've talked on here before how Brendan and I have gone into uh, Mr. Eggleston, Cabin Eggleston's class. Yes. And we've uh, helped teach comedy writing and performing and stuff like that. So a few weeks ago, I get a letter from my daughter that says, can you come in and talk at career day? I asked her, I'm like, you want me to come talk about Monster or what? We decided, no, I'd talk about being in the entertainment industry. Yeah. You know? I've never had so many blank stares in my life. Really? That they didn't get the. There was not an impressed kid in the fucking class. That's crazy. And sadly, so unlike like I was expecting career day to be, I'd go into a classroom, Mm -hmm. I'd stand up in front of it, I'd tell a little bit, and I'd Q and A. Right? Oh no, this was like fucking speed dating. They had each parent that was there for career day at a different table. And every seven or eight minutes, three or four kids would come to your table, and they just rotate. So now you're looking at them like almost one on one. Oh God! <laughs> no, I'm out. I'm out. Fucking crickets. I'm out. Now, one, don't get me wrong. I couldn't tell any of my jokes. No, I not, mean you could, but you'd probably never be invited. Not at school. school. I couldn't. So a lot of people brought. Like there was a lady there from the vet who had like pencil the pencils from the vet and the cal like a magnetic calendar from the vet she was giving each kid. Could have brought read nerdist stickers. I don't have no, those. We don't have it. We need to get those. Um, but I was doing comedy. I'm like, well, I can't bring my t-shirts. 
Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Look what we got in glass today, Bob. You know, and I'm I just like I'm sitting there, and before the kids come in, so this was in the library, and the teacher's name is Mr. Eccles. He's putting it on, and he's sitting there and he's kind of telling us how it's going to work. And he goes, he goes, now these kids have been in their class and they've been working on their manners. And they've been working on questions to ask you. You know, we've told them all who's coming in and from where. Mm -hmm. And they're all, you know, working on questions. So the first group comes and I talk a little bit about it. And poor Ray just has no clue because we don't talk about comedy at home. Like all she knows is I go to it. (laughs) You know, and uh, so I talk for three or four minutes. I'm like, okay, do you guys have any questions that, you know, you've prepared for me or anything like that? Uh, we didn't write any questions for you. What? I was told you guys did. I thought they had questions, yeah. Oh, no. It just blank stares. Oh, that's awesome. Just blank stares. So when the second group came in, I opened it up a little bit more. And I'm like, I did podcasting, radio from being on radio, yeah. and comedy. And uh, so then I get somebody who goes, who's the most famous person you ever met? And I'm like, fucking Ozzy Osbourne. Blank stares. Who's that? And I'm like, oh my God, you guys are not the right age. No. I mean, if you would have told him that guy that did that song with, what's his name? The freaking, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just like that too. (laughs) Yeah, that guy. (laughs) No, he did that because that's what the big joke that everyone's talking about. Whoever the freaking... I don't know that fucking rapper that's been fighting with Eminem for a while. I don't remember his name, but Machine he did some Kelly, or yeah, Machine Gun Kelly. I don't know, maybe him. I don't know. Someone did like some song with, and they're like, "Oh my god, yeah, who's this Ozzy guy that he's helping?" And it's like, um, oh, fuck. Post Malone. There you go, Post Malone. That one. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh I didn't even think about that. He just did it on the yeah. um, AMAs or whatever. And everyone was like, "Oh my god, it's so nice of him to do that song with so and so," you know. With the, that Aussie guy, you know, and help his career. It's like he's fucking Ozzy Osbourne. He's the Prince of Darkness. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Post yeah, and, fucking Malone. And so I'm sitting there, they're like, well, who have you met through your podcast? And I'd go through and I'd be like, well, we interviewed Julia Scotty from America's Got Talent. <gasps> Does she know Benny Del Toro? Or... Benicio Del Toro. Or no. Benicio fucking butthole. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever his name is. And I'm like, no, he was on, she was on the season with Grace Vanderwall. Oh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, Julia Ling, what is she from? TV show Chuck? Nothing. Crickets. Yeah. Uh, finally, I'm like, you guys have seen the movie A Christmas Story? <gasps> yeah, that's our favorite. You know the bully? He's so mean. Yeah, I've met him. <laughs> yeah, we met him. We met him. Like, you know, they're like, what about in comedy? I'm like, well, I met Lewis Black. Who's that? Who's Lewis Black? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I'm like, well, one time I got to do comedy for the Seahawks. <laughs> like, who's that? No, you I'm know, sorry. I'm like, Leon Washington was there. Who? <laughs> Was Russell Wilson, Leon Washington was Leon there. Washington was there. Who the fuck's Leon Washington? Uh, uh, Atari yeah. Bigby was there. Jeez. I'm trying to think of the ones I actually got to meet. I know Sherm was there, but I didn't get to meet him. I know uh, 
Marshawn was there, but I didn't get to meet him. It's one of those things, honestly, with Sherman right now. I mean, you want to hate Sherman because he's a 49er, but God damn it, stop doing nice things. I know. Really <laughs> pissing me off. It is. I mean, he's, you know, giving to the freaking food banks, paying off, you know, kids. School lunches. School lunch. Which, that's another thing. I mean, who the, why in the fuck is there school, school lunch debt and just give the fuck kids food? Feed the fucking children. Yeah. Sorry. There's no such thing as free school anymore. And, and I'll be honest, because I was one of those kids that, you know, I was like the the discounted fucking lunch. And yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't get it. It makes no sense. So I'm definitely for, like, just feed the fucking kids. Especially it, the food they're feeding them isn't fucking gourmet. No. It's not costing you much. No, you know, feed the fuckers and shut up. Yeah, feed yeah. the little bastards. Hold hold your PTAs fundraising shit to do that. Yeah, to get money for you know for food. That way you can have the families that can afford to give mm-hmm. give. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh yeah, I don't trust me. I don't get it either. But it is what it is. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. So it was. Uh, it was very different because you go into a high school, and it took a little bit for some of the kids to warm up. But once, once you got in talking to these kids in high school, they'd get excited about it and talk to you back and ask questions and oh, yeah. have you read their stuff. And going into Cavan's class was amazing. Want to know more and blah 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 blah. These kids couldn't give two shits less. No. Do you know Dora the Explorer? <laughs> they're they're ten and eleven. I did have one girl. Well, they just had the movie, so, you know. Because I was that age when I said, you know what I want to be when I grow up? I want to be famous. Yeah. I wasn't sure how I was going to get there. I'm still not there. But that was all I wanted to be. I just wanted to be famous. Yeah. And so I started asking, you know, the kids if they've ever had that dream of being famous in any type of performing art, whether it's acting or music or blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'd ask kids what their favorite bands were. And one girl goes, the Beatles. I love the Beatles. And I'm like, wow, that's yeah. impressive. I said, I said, what's your favorite Beatles album? She goes, you're probably expecting me to say Sgt. Pepper or Yellow Submarine. But she's like, really, it's the White Album or Revolver. Wow. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah. I said, all right, who's your favorite comic? You know, I said, you guys know who comics are. And one kid goes, Jack the Comic. I'm like, who's Jack the Comic? He's a first grader that rides my bus who tells jokes to everybody, so we call him Jack the Comic. Hey, yeah. It's like, do you know him? He's pretty famous at my school. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't know Jack the Comic. And But the same girl, she goes, Robin Williams. She goes, Robin Williams stand up on golf. Yeah. And I'm like. <laughs> You're like, can I take you home as my child now? And I'm like, what is going on? Can we trade? Yeah, I'm taking you home. You're my child now, and my child can figure it out. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty. That that part was okay, but and then as I I kind of watched around other tables to see if I was the only one. This was the only saving grace. The only two where kids seemed to be excited were sitting at the cops' tables because the cops brought bulletproof vest and uh, tactical mask and. Do you sh- want to play with my gun? Yeah, oh. shit like that. <laughs> you know, so yeah. It was uh, definitely a uh, humbling experience that, uh, wow, I'm still just somebody's dad. <laughs> like, yeah. I, can't even, I can't even impress him. Like, I'm kind of glad my kids never asked me to do that. I'm like, I wanted to look at him and be like, 
Yeah, have you ever done a 2,500-seat theater, bitch? <laughs> like, huh? Did you ever drive 15 hours to California to do a 2,500-seat theater and make $4? Fuck you. Well, you got another comic's dick in your hand? Yeah. <laughs> Not by choice. It just ended that. <laughs> yeah. He's driving on the road, so he flopped it right yeah, over Yeah, I couldn't get into life on the road or anything <laughs> like that. Like, you know, I was smart. I made sure I told him all to... If it was anything they ever wanted to pursue, to always have a back backup plan. Yeah, you know, because uh, you don't make any money. You work and work and work and work and make nothing, 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 nothing. Yeah, it, it's pretty much it's either feast or famine. Yeah, I mean, you're either making nothing at it or you're like Gabriel, you know, Gabriel yeah. Glaces, I'm like Fluffy Rutledge. I mean, Gabriel Rutledge, yeah. Where did I? Oh, I was thinking Fluffy, but yeah. But Gabriel Rutledge, who's he's in that area where he's making money at it, but he's not like. He's making enough to live. He's making enough to live. But so. not any yeah. more comfortably than the rest of us. No. You know. So. Which, I mean, I would be okay with that. I mean, oh, I, I, I figured out it's, but my problem is, is I'm accustomed to my lifestyle. So it's like, I pretty much done the math. I'd have to make, because, you know, you have to do medical insurance, all that happy crap. I'd have to make like a hundred grand a year. Yeah. At comedy to be able to be like, okay, cool. I'm out. I'm quitting my job. Yeah. But you can't even guarantee even if you went the first year, made a hundred grand, you couldn't yeah. guarantee it the second no. year. <laughs> no, it's you know? like you said when you were doing it, you know, full time. It's like one week, one month, you'd make three grand. Yeah. The next month, you'd make you know a hamburger and a couple drinks. Yep. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely rough, and it's a lot of self promoting and begging yeah. and pleading, and you know, hey, I'll take this Wednesday shit show at a fucking punk bar. For the hopes that I get paid twenty bucks on a Thursday show at a you know yeah yeah it's it's uh you know definitely not uh not what you want if you're looking to uh, provide no yeah provide that would be the uh, the appropriate terminology there yeah. um let's see here do you have a good Thanksgiving did you get I your did. ham I did I did get my ham good good I did get my ham. I had so. turkey twice. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have any turkey, but I, I did get my ham. So we went to my sister's, and there wasn't a whole lot of us there, which is nice. So just a few of us. We watched, you know, the game a little bit and ate some food, and that was really it. Yeah, we we got up and went to the in laws' house. Same thing. Watched a little bit of the morning game. You know, I watched a little bit here before we left, and then got there, finished that game, and then started the Cowboys game. Yeah, which was probably the best part about Thanksgiving. Was the Cowboys game? It was. It was. Yeah, that, that was a great game. Uh, I love watching them lose. Yes, and then losing to Buffalo Bill. I so something a lot of people may not know about me. I'm, I'm a huge Buffalo Bills fan. I uh, have been since the, like the, they were my team when because in Seattle you have to realize guys outside of the Sonics yeah. we all had our we all had another team. You all had to pick another team because and, once the playoffs came around, you needed to root for somebody. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Buffalo, I loved Jim Kelly. I still love Jim Kelly. The uh, the Jim Kelly thing they did on Thursday where they had him before the game talking and all the cancer he's gone through, yeah. his lip and his mouth and all that shit. And it was just it was fantastic. Uh, but Jim Kelly was on the team. Thurman Thomas. There was a guy named Don Beebe who the people called the human pogo stick because he got flipped upside down in the air, bounced on his head three times, landed on his feet, and took off for a touchdown. Um on defense, you had Bruce Smith and Daryl Talley. Uh, Cornelius Bennett, who I used to call the rooster, because isn't that the rooster's name from Cornflakes, was Cornelius? I think so. You know, and it was just, it was 
they were my team. And everybody loved giving me shit because they lost four straight Super Bowls. So they did. I, I, I've still had them, you know, they're still there in my mind. Yeah. And when they beat Dallas, I was like, yeah. See, that was my thing is I had to, I had to end up changing the team because my other team to root for was St. Louis. Oh, and then we came in the same division. And then all of a sudden we were in the same division. So it's like, oh, shit, I can't really. It sounds bad. I can't root for a team in our division. So, I mean, it was, but, yeah. Well, you can. I mean, you can, but only after. Because I did for a long time. But only after they're, like, you know, kicked out, out no, of the playoffs. Being from San Diego, I oh, always yeah, yeah, had yeah. my two, the Seahawks and the Chargers. And people were like, how do you cheer when they play each other? Who's got the better shot at the playoffs? Yeah. All right, let's go Bolts, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, but for me, it was St. I mean, St. Louis, they had the, uh, some good years. Not for a while. Then they got Kurt Warner, and that's when I was really like, yeah. I mean, he just the, the reason the I like greatest the Rams show was, on earth. I did like I love the Kurt Warner story, bagging groceries oh, yeah. to you know being a hall of basically, basically. Well, yeah, he was bagging groceries, and then was it Bledsoe? No, no, it wasn't Bledsoe. Who though? Gus Farratt and Trent Green. Trent Green was the two, one. That, they were the two quarterbacks. Yeah, that went down in preseason or whatever. So well, I think Farratt went down in preseason, then Green went down. I think in like the first game or something. Yeah. And then it was one of those, everyone's like, okay, St. Louis, is, their season's over. They got this freaking guy nobody's ever fucking heard of. Yeah. He's going to be the quarterback now. Next thing you know, I mean, he's freaking setting records for the most well, yards thrown in a Super Bowl. It, it helped that you had Torrey Holt. Oh, yeah, Torrey Isaac Holt. Bruce, freaking, oh, they had a freaking killer. Marsh, uh, or, uh, Marshall, Marshall Falk. No, Marshall Falk, yeah. Marshall Falk. I mean, they had amazing receivers. And Marshall I mean, Falk's the other one I really liked on that team, but he was from San Diego. He went to San had, Diego uh, yeah. State. I mean, they had, and like they said, they they called that that team the greatest show on earth because turf. they were or turf. turf. Sorry, greatest show on turf. <laughs> because I mean, it was. I mean, once you got Kurt Warner back there slinging the freaking ball, and then you got those receivers out there. I mean, oh, it was. Yeah, it was fun to watch. Oh, it was fun to watch. It was, it was fun to watch. I I used to enjoy rooting for the Niners, and now can't. Oh yeah, no, no, not at all. Uh, but when I was younger, that was Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, and yeah. Steve Young, Jerry Rice. And then my hatred turned on him in 1995 when they played the Chargers in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and grabbed their nuts and crushed them in their bare hands and mouths like San Franciscoans do. Yeah. Like 55 to 10 or something. Just embarrassed them. And I wrote them off that day. And then it was like two years later, the Seahawks moved to their division, and I'm like, fuck you, Terrell Owens. Yep. Fuck you, Jeff Garcia. <laughs> guys are pieces of shits, man. Uh, yeah, so we watched those, came over here to my mom's house, and then uh, had dinner and watched the uh, the evening game. What was that, the Falcons and the Saints or whatever? Yeah. And then uh, Tosh had a plan, and we went and did some shopping. I'm not sure we got anything that we couldn't have got today for the same price. Yeah. I, I can't do it. I can't do that freaking... Because I did... We did Thanksgiving, and then Amber did some some shopping on Friday, but I went to, I was volunteering for the Seattle Marathon. So we went up and saw the Macy's Day Parade, you know, which is the last one. Yeah. But it sounds like it's going to continue. It's just going to be Amazon instead of Macy's now because Amazon said they're going to keep the the lighting and the star and all that shit going. Okay. Because Macy's is, they're done. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. They lasted longer than I thought. They did. They last longer than I thought, but the parade was. It was a fucking parade, and I'm not a parade person, so I'm like, the only part I got excited was when the freaking big, the, the, the St. Bernard's came along, and they had them all, and they, they was like, those are fucking adorable, I want one, but yeah, and Amber told me no again, so yeah, I'm yeah. just going to get one one day and bring it home. 
Yeah, there you go. Um, no, we went and, to be honest, it wasn't as bad as it's been in the past. Some I stores think a lot did a of few things are... different. Where I think it was last year, Walmart did, okay, these 10 things will be on sale from 6 to 7. And then these 10 things will be on sale from 7. So you had all these people lingering, and they would just stand by the pallets waiting for the time. Yeah. So they could grab their fucking thing. And it just became a nightmare. Walmart was a little crowded. I was getting a little... Uh, the one cool thing that we snagged at Walmart, and I scored on, they had them located in two separate spots. One spot said $10, one spot said $6. So I took them out of the $6 spot, photoed the $6 spot, knowing that they were probably going to ring up at 10 and I would get questioned. And uh, they were advent calendars. And mm-hmm. they're in the shape of a book that's probably three feet tall. And you open up the book, and there's 24 little envelopes with books in them. And one of them was Avengers, and one of them was Disney. Nice. And so each day now, the kid we they had their chocolate one, of course, but now they get a little book to go with it. And I thought they were really cool. You no, know? That's cool. That is cool. Uh, something, you know, something a little different than just a chocolate. Yeah. You know, and little books that they can, you know, Toby's... Of course, being in kindergarten, they're huge into those little books for the kids to read, and they're constantly sending them home with them and yeah. shit like that. So <clears throat> maybe now these will be a little more entertaining for him to yeah. say. You know. And then we went over to Kohl's. Kohl's wasn't that bad. Last year we went to Kohl's, and we waited three-quarters around the store to pay. We didn't wait behind one customer to pay this year. Oh, nice. So that was all right. Uh, we went to GameStop. GameStop was busy, but it was in and out busy. You know, yeah. they they moved through people pretty quick there. I don't think GameStop had any, had any real. There's no new systems or no new no. anything like that. Where I think there's some new games that came out in the last couple months, but I mean nothing. Yeah, nothing dropped in December. Like bam, this is the Christmas. Ne- yeah. You gotta have even like last year when it was the minis. Yeah, you know the minis were all coming out last year, and yeah. people got you know two years ago whatever it was. Um. And then we came home. We got home, I don't know, about midnight. And Tosh was like, are you going to go to Fred Meyer? So we sat Thanksgiving night or whatever, and we went through all the ads and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know. If I if I get, wake up, I'm going to go. If I don't, I don't. You know. Well, I ended up waking up. Fred Meyer opened at 5. I woke up about 4.15. I looked at the clock, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go to Fred Meyer. Couldn't remember why I was going to Fred Meyer. Had no clue what Fred Meyer was doing. What they had on sale. I pull into Maple Valley Fred Meyer. I'm expecting there to be nobody. There's a line of people halfway around the building. Like, my plan was to park, drink my coffee, play on my phone, walk in the store at 5 when they opened, see what their sales were, and go. And uh, I get there, and there's this fucking line. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know what they're giving away, but I want it. I don't know what they got. I got to have it. So I get in the line. I'm in my pajamas. Like, I didn't even get dressed. Freezing my ass. It's 19 degrees outside. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind. Freezing my ass off. About 5 to 5, manager walks out, and he's passing out shit, and he was giving away uh, uh, gift cards Mm -hmm. to the first 100 people, anywhere from $5 to $50. And he gets to me. He's like, all right, I got three left. And he gives me one, and the two people behind me, he's like, that's it. They're done. By this time, the line is around the building. 
And I'm like, well, sweet. I got I got a gift card. I look. I, I got $10. So I didn't get the lowest. But I walk into Fred Meyer, and I grab a cart, and I'm walking around. I can't think. I have no clue what I'm doing. Like, I put a couple things in the cart, and there were a couple board games, and it was buy one, get one free. And, uh, oh, that Pop-O-Matic bubble one, mm-hmm. one of my kids wants. And so we were like, oh, okay. Fred Meyer wanted 20 bucks for it or whatever. Full price, no sale, and they're always a little higher price than yeah. other stores. We saw the same thing at Walmart the night before for five. Yeah. Not on sale, regular price. We're like, finally I just look, I leave my cart in an aisle and I just walk away. I'm like, I'm fucking going home. Like, I'm so delirious, I'm so dumb right now, I don't even know what the fuck's going on. Actually, I went over to Safeway, I bought good cinnamon rolls. Nice. And then I came home and yeah. waited yeah, for somebody did. to wake up so I could eat cinnamon rolls and not feel like I was being a pig by myself. Yeah, we didn't do a whole, we didn't do any shopping. I mean, I did a little bit of shopping online, like today. Yeah, and that's all I've done because it's just like, thank God I haven't done a whole lot online. <clears throat> was it yesterday? I'm talking to Tosh on the phone on my way home from work, and she goes. So I went to get in the Amazon my Amazon cart to buy something, and your Amazon cart popped up. Oh, no. Well, I, I didn't. All I had in there were those a couple Pezzes and uh, something for Bella. Like I, because no. I normally don't shop online, you know. But there was a few things that were just too good a price, or I can't find in a store, or whatever the case may be. But yeah, I now I have looked at things on Amazon for her, but I hadn't Uh-oh. added any to the carts yet. That's why good. And I'm like, why did your why did my Amazon pop up on your phone or your computer? That's weird. That is weird. Hmm. Has she been looking at your Amazon? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. She's hmm. been checking your Amazon to see what you're doing. What's going on there, little lady? She's checking on you. Yeah. Something. Oh. Um came out today that the uh Baby Yoda pops will be out. Oh. They're hoping before Christmas. They're going to do a regular size one and a life size one. I want them both. <coughs> so they're going to. It's going to be just called the child. And that's what a lot of people are just calling it now, the child, because it's like everyone's big argument is it's not Yoda, but there's no. It doesn't have a fucking name, and nobody knows what the name of his species is because they've never fucking named it. So what the hell are you supposed to call it? Yoda Jr. There you go. Yoda Jr. Yaddle Jr. Yeah. Yoda the second. Maybe it's Yaddle the second. Oh, I do like that meme with baby Yoda and, and Greta. And, and Greta. Or with Yoda and Greta. Oh, from. from uh, I was thinking you're the, the one of the baby and. Gremlins. Uh, there we go. Baby, The baby and uh, Gizmo. It says when you have the same dad, but... Oh, no, this uh, one's on the set of Maury's show. Yeah. And Maury's sitting in the chair with Yoda and Greta. And, like, yes, you are the... Yeah. Yeah, that one cracks me up a little bit. And, no, I have not watched it. I have not caught up. I want to binge it. My memory fails me taking a week off. I I just finished the fourth episode last night. Like, I already feel like I got to go back and watch episode one because I can't remember what happened. And see, actually, I kind of did that. I went through and I watched episode one, two, and three on my iPad. 
when they came out and then Amber was like, well, I want to watch it. And I'm like, fine, we'll sit down and watch it on TV. So I watched one, two and three again with her on the TV, which I'll be honest, watching it on the TV after watching it on the iPad, there was a bunch of shit I missed on the iPad. Oh, I, I imagine. Saw, yeah. Yeah. You know. So I'm just waiting for about half a season to come out and then I'll be, I'll jump on it, you know, but it's, it's, yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I and I'm dying because I keep seeing people talk about it and post about it, and you know. No, it's it, it's. I I gotta watch it, but. I mean, it's good. I mean, but it's one of those. I mean, I feel the same way you do. At this point, I'm like, I kind of wish I'd waited. But then at the same time, you get all the freaking people posting stuff online, and you know, like yeah, that's the killer. Yeah, it's staying away from social media. Yeah. For this long, it's impossible. You know, all that this is the way, and it's like, well, what the fuck does that mean? But now that I've watched, like, oh, I'm like, okay, I get it now. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh. Nope, I need to see it. I need to get my tickets to Last Jedi. I haven't bought or, those yet. Or, sorry, Rise of Skywalker. I haven't bought those yet, the Rise of Skywalker. I need to. Yeah, I need to, too. I'm really looking forward to that. Okay, so you had a birthday yesterday. I did. I yeah. want you to know, for your birthday present. I did not post anything about your birthday on social media yesterday. I just left it all on there because I'm like, fuck it. Because like last the years I've tried to be like, fuck, I don't want anyone. And that I, was my gift to you. Yeah. So I don't want you to think I forgot. Right. And to be honest, it was hard because in between every store, you know, I'll get come out of a store and I'll drive to the next one. And I'll grab my phone and just double check things or look, you know, take a few minutes to smoke and blah blah blah. And, hey, it's Mike's birthday. And I'm like, it's gonna keep fucking telling me, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like I, I had taken it off before, but then I put it back because it was just like the like two years that I tried to just be like, you know, just fucking ignore it. Everyone's made a deal out of me ignoring it. So I'm like, whatever, just fucking leave it on there. Yeah, it's it is what it is. It's really, just, what yeah. is it? It's people saying happy birthday. And then at, at the end, like today, like you did, you just say thanks. Yeah, and that's pretty <laughs> much what I did. I'm like, thank you, everybody. <laughs> it's, you know, it's not a lot of I mean, there was the ones I to... hated when the people, especially older people. Your moms and shit like that that slide in your DMs with the fucking stupid birthday gifts or chain letters or yeah, no shit. Like, do you know what this is? Like, you shouldn't touch the internet. You're not allowed anymore. Yeah, You're get done. the fuck off the internet. You know, yeah. I don't need this no. shit. My mom texted me at like fucking three in the morning. Happy birthday! I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing up? <laughs> getting, getting, making sure you're up for the gym. Jeez. You gotta hit that gym. At oh, 50. I wasn't gonna fucking hit the gym. No, not after Sunday. Fuck, I did 13.1 miles. That was fucking stupid. Yeah, I told you that years ago. I finished, though. I did the half marathon. Yeah, I saw that. Ran into some friends, so. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Idiot. Oh, yeah. We're running. Fucking idiot. Uh, So let's talk a little football. Oh, yeah. Just because we can. So we've really left fantasy football off the show. We have. For the most part, all season. And it's working out into our benefit. It is. It is. So uh, We are now currently you first and me second place. Which I don't even know what happened this week. I mean, yeah, I I, I picked apparently picked the right people because my players went the fuck off. Uh, I embarrassed Pickett this week. Yeah, you did. Really bad, like 118 uh, I mean, to 51 or something? It's 118 to 53. Yeah. I mean, did he just not? What happened? He left some p- people off. I, I, like Julio Jones was a late minute scratch, and with yeah. it being on Thanksgiving, he, he could have been easily doing 
you know, family stuff. True. Uh, but to be honest, I, I destroyed him the first time I played him, too. So, he, Russell Wilson didn't have a good game point-wise. No, he didn't. Especially after throwing that pick six. Which uh, was the fucking craziest pick six I think I've ever seen. But Michael Thomas is the number one receiver in the league. He only had five or four four point eight points yeah. for him. Uh, which was lower than my lowest. He had Ronald Jones a second in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay put up twenty eight points and he only got point eight out of him. Yeah. Sony Michelle did not have a good game. Uh, Garrett Everett was a, another last-minute scratch. Jimmy Graham, why he would play that, I don't know. But he had some decent on the bench that he just didn't. Philly's uh, rookie backup running back had 16.5 on his bench. Keenan Allen had 12.8. Like, he had people he could have played. I mean, he didn't have, like, Rashard Penny like I did with 22.7. Yeah. You know. Or uh, Waller with 13. You know, so Sutton with 19.4. Like, I had some decent decent scores going on. So we now have me and you in first and second place. Yeah, because I beat below average Joe, I think, was in first. He dropped, like, way down, like seventh or something. Yeah, and I took him out. I mean, I got him 175 to 100, and I just, I got lucky. I mean, fucking Tom Brady, who had a horrible fucking game, and then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter just... Tore it up and end up giving me thirty three points. Yeah, Devonte Parker to thirty points. Yeah, that's the luck. Yeah, Devonte Parker, which he shouldn't have thirty points was probably double his season total. Yeah, I, I and it's one of those things I'm looking at going, why in the fuck did I even put him in? But yeah, well, he had a decent week last. He week. did. He did, and then he was and playing against Philly, and Philly has been giving up a lot of points to, to wide receivers. Yeah. So I kind of played him. My lowest one was Devonte Freeman, only got six points. Yeah. And amazingly, I actually listened to you and played that Bo Scarborough. He only got me eight point three, but still, yeah. But that was more than Devontae. If you're, if you're looking for a running back, he was a good one to just pick up. You know, yeah. um, no, it was. So we got that. We do have one more week before playoffs because this is only a four playoff league. Yeah, four team playoff league. Uh, there's still a lot of people. I think there's only two teams out of it. Yeah, I think there's only two out of it. There's eight of us vying for the top four. So that Because I am... Like I said, I'm in first, and I'm the only one at nine and four. Yeah, but you can still... But I could still... There's enough seven and five. five. Or eight and five teams. That I could easily... Luckily, though, this week, because I got the 175 points, put me point-wise, I'm actually just below you. Yeah. So I'm like third in points, so... You scored 175 points and are below me. Yeah, I know. I I was before. I was like, if you remember, we talked about this like two weeks ago, and I was like on point scored. I think I was like seventh or eighth up until like a couple weeks ago. But yeah, because so if I lose, I could easily drop. I could drop down to fourth, even fifth. Yeah, you could drop out of the playoffs. That's why you're not. That's why nobody has uh, secured a spot in the playoffs no. yet. Because for it's yeah, all the way I'm first with nine and four, and then the fifth place person is eight and five. So the f- top all five people, five teams could easily make it in. Yeah. And honestly, though, with the score of top seven, five and eight's not making it in. 
they're out. No. Because they're more than, they're two games back with only one left. Yeah. So the top seven could easily make it into into the four. Yeah. Depending on how everything went. So this could be a first. We haven't been in the playoffs together. No. This could really lead to a lot of shit talking on a uh, it could. upcoming upcoming episode. I have my son-in-law who's going to do everything to keep me out of the playoffs. Yep. Because he's a dick. Um, yeah, if I lose to him, he's got to beat me by 73 to overtake me. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, you know, really there's only two teams. Now you are within 22 of me, and Chris's team is within seven of me. No. So there's two teams that could, you know, overtake me in points. Yeah, and see, I'm going against Lock It Up Cup, who's, what, your brother? Yeah. And he would have to... He's in fifth, and if That's he beat me, we'd have the same record, and he, but he'd have to beat me by 68. Yeah. To completely... Which isn't impossible no, in this league. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, you just had a 75-point victory. Yeah. I had... What did I have? You had a... What? One eight, so that's fifty, and I had sixty-five point. Yeah, victory. so I mean, there was two this week that where people, you know, well, you got a, you got America's team beating my brother, one forty-five to ninety-six. That's fifty-one points. Yep. You know, so there's a, there's there's a chance. I mean, uh, I'm hoping it doesn't happen, but there is a chance he could knock me completely from first all the way out of the playoffs. Yeah. So then I go into my big money league. Which I've now won a hundred dollars guaranteed, no matter what happens. Nice, because I finished uh, first overall, and uh, I finished with the uh, most points scored in the league. I took out the second place team uh, over the weekend. I not only I whooped them. Actually, I had the biggest blowout of the week this week in my big money league. 131.95 to 85.3 for a 46-point thing. <clears throat> it's funny. You look at our league and then I look at this league. This league, almost weekly, we have somebody in the 60s and 70s. And we did this, like, yeah, you know. Uh, Pickett, I, I know he only scored 50-some, but I really think because of Thanksgiving he missed a couple, you know, get-ins mm-hmm. that I don't think he normally would miss. But uh, I earned the first week by, which kind of sucks. Half my players are in the green this week for playing shitty teams. I think seven of my ten starters are playing shitty enough teams are all in the green, which is the top ten again, or the worst ten against that position. Yeah. Next week I have one. Yeah. So watch. This week I'm going to score like 180 points. and ain't going to count for shit. Yeah. Next week, I'm going to score 90 and lose. That's what usually happens. It's when you're, you know, when you have the buys and all of a sudden you're like every player on your team just fucking goes off. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then how much fun was last night? Oh, God. In real yeah. football. Like, we won't even oh, it was talk am- fake football anymore. It was amazing, but there's just once. That that I want them to just blow it out 
and just not give me the heart attack. We won by seven. I know, but how much that, more do you want? They they came. They let them come back within four, which should have been three. But their fucking kicker shanked the freaking extra point. <laughs> but I mean, it's it just wasn't. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, I'm sitting there watching that third quarter, and then seconds into the fourth quarter when they got that the touchdown, and they went up by seventeen. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Now let's put this game away. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even care if we score again. Like, even if they scored one more time. Yeah. But just take four minutes off the clock on this one and take seven minutes off the clock on your next one. Yeah. Like, pound the ball, take time off, be good to go. Fucking Metcalf. See, and when I tried saying fucking Metcalf like three weeks ago, you're like, he's a rookie and you got to give him blah, 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 blah. He's still a rookie and you know what, to be honest? This is probably the one fumble you shouldn't be mad at. No, because I mean, if you really... If this you, wasn't him fighting for anything extra. No. It was and, him getting blindsided. And you watch it. And I mean, you watch the replay. He catches it. He's turning. And he's he get, not seeing that guy. And yeah, I mean... He's looking at the guy coming at his face. And when he turns, yeah. there's a guy coming from the other side. And the helmet just... Straight on the ball. Straight on the ball. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, that's one of those ones. I mean, even a veteran probably would have. But, I mean, it <laughs> First was quarter, just, I'm not I'm not saying fucking make it. Yeah, fourth but, quarter, yeah, fourth like, quarter it's like, no. Bitch. But, I mean, it's like. Somebody give the ball to Gordon. And you Damn watch it. every way. Anytime someone catches the ball, I mean, that's going to be the same movement. He's pulling it in to protect it at yeah. that point. And he's still in the, like, process of catching it, really. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's like, Because, eh. I mean, they originally called it on the field that it was an incomplete pass. Yeah, which. But then once you watch the replay and you're like, he took like four steps. Everybody called it a catch before. Even the two crap refs called it a catch and then the head ref came over and said, no, incomplete, incomplete. Like everybody and their mom knew that was a fucking catch. Oh, yeah. You know. When you watch it, I mean, he caught it, he turned, he steps, he's running. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's like, hmm. You know, the only only thing, he can do all that stuff if if the ball would have been shuffling in his hands. Yeah. But it wasn't. Both hands were on it. It was secure. The ball wasn't moving, you know. Yeah. Uh, dude, it was just a fun. That's how football, that's how we should be watching football. You know how many penalties were called last night? Not many. Four. Four penalties were called last night. I think the Seahawks had more than that just in the first quarter last week. You know how many were called on the Seahawks? I don't remember. There was maybe one or two. One. Yeah. It was, and it was, it was. Hundred percent legit. It was that pass interference where if Trey Flowers would have turned around, yeah. turned his head, he intercepts that ball because it's so underthrown. Oh, it hit him in the shoulder. Yeah. Instead, he never turns his head. Yeah. The receiver knew the ball was so he just stopped and let Trey Flowers run it. Like it was a veteran move. Oh yeah. I mean you they know, even hey, said that, the announcers like that's a veteran. Yeah, that guy's head's move. not turned. Let him let him just hit me. Yeah, let him run into me. It's gonna be pass interference when we get down here anyway. Yeah. So no, it was, man, it was fun. It was. About that interception that he had. And here's the thing. So Seahawks got hit with the flu bug. They had 12, 14, 15 people all hit with the flu bug this week. Oh, wow. Trey Flowers lost 12 pounds this week due to being sick. Wow. And was fantastic last night. Oh, he was. And that was one of the things. That interception, though, it was just so funny watching it. It's like. <laughs> yeah. What about Quandre Diggs? Oh god. Yeah. Oh my. Bring the boom. Yeah. You know, it, it made me want to like hit Kid Sensation back to boom. Oh. Like finally. He leveled somebody. <coughs> Who was it that he leveled? I can't remember. It was yeah. their tight end. Oh. I, th- I think it was their backup tight end. So it wasn't Rudolph. It was the, their other one. Yeah. 
But the funny thing is that that tight end was like trying to juke, wasn't going forward right. at all. He's just standing like left, right, I know, left, he's right, like, trying to like, dance. It was almost looked like he was having like a convulsion. And whoever was there in front of him, I think it was one of the linebackers, whether it was KJ Wright or, or uh, yeah, one of them. But and then it was just like like Quandre <laughs> Diggs just went, you know what? Fuck this guy. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and he hits him. But I mean, it wasn't just like you're yeah, like oh yeah, you're not going left or right anymore. You're going down. Like that's yeah. that's the end of this play. And like, that was it. The guy was like looking at whoever the linebacker was like, oh, I'm going to juke you. And then yeah. all of a sudden, Conrad Diggs like, nope. Ugh. Yeah, whoever was in front of him was like, I don't want to get embarrassed, so I'm not going to fall for these. Ju- like, I'm not going to go at him and have him go left when I go right. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to make him come right to me. And <laughs> Quandred Diggs is like, I fucking think so. Like, yeah, I'm gonna kill plays you. over. Like, and I, I will say, whatever it is, getting him sparked the defense in a way that was, yeah. They're, they're well, not what? only that, but now McDougal's playing fantastic again. And I think part of that is McDougal didn't have anybody to push him. Yeah. Because he was above and beyond the best cornerback or safety on that team. I mean, yeah. you had uh, T, T squared, uh, and then you had, oh, God, who was the other guy? Um, but, yeah, he was. And then the rookie from Utah that's there. but. Oh, and all of a sudden you have digs, and now it's all of a sudden it's like, oh, maybe I have to actually work for this. Yeah. Because, yeah, we were getting destroyed in the fucking secondary. And now all well, of a sudden, I mean, there was a couple mistakes yesterday. And it was McDougal. And McDougal let that guy go, and, I mean, it's just like, I mean, he wasn't just wide open. I mean, he was fucking, like, Africa wide open. I mean, he was out the fucking there. I mean, yeah. he was gone. Yeah. Like, you know, like yeah. when they threw it to him, they showed the fucking replay. You're like, there wasn't nobody within fucking 15 yards yeah. of him. He just, like, walked off and said, hey, I'm over here. Like, I know the Hawks haven't been bad. We haven't had a bad no. season in forever. Like, no, they but haven't. the last few, you just haven't felt no, but this the excitement. And I'm back to feeling that excitement. Like, I think we just kind of took it for granted. Well, okay, the Hawks are going to go 10-6 and six and maybe get one playoff win, and we're good yeah. with that. And then you're like, this year I'm like, dude, dude, this is legit. And not only that, we're back to hating San Francisco with a bloody passion, and that Week 17 game. Oh, that's going to be freaking brutal. If I had 2500 bucks for a ticket, I'd go to that game. Because I'm sure that's what people are going to fucking rip people oh, off yeah. for to go to that game. I mean, I, I was, yeah, it was amazing. I mean, and it is. It's You have that feeling again. And, I mean, they sit there and they talk about, you know, like Russell Wilson. This He's the first quarterback ever to have eight straight winning seasons. Mm-hmm. And not only is it eight straight winning seasons. To start. No. From the what I was nope. hearing, it was uh, who's done it? Uh, multiple quarterbacks have done. I thought because I thought they were saying last night that it was just eight straight altogether. Eight straight to start. Okay. Uh, only three quarterbacks have ever done eight straight uh, at any time in their career with three thousand yards passing, which Wilson hit that number last night. Okay. And that was Peyton Manning, uh, Tom Brady, and now Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's the only quarterback to start his career with eight straight winning okay. seasons. But still, I mean, even then, but it's like you <coughs> said, there was a couple of those seasons where it was like, you know, the ones were really, it's like, okay, you know, like nine and seven or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yay. But now it's like, you feel it this season. Even even if we were a few games back, yeah, there's just something, I mean, you today, feel that youth recharge because there's so many new younger pieces and then the pieces you added, like when we were making our Super Bowl runs and we added uh, Michael Bennett and Cliff Averill, mm-hmm. I ended up loving them, but I had no clue who they were when we got yeah. them. None. When we added Ziggy Ansah, 
who's finally just now getting healthy where he yeah. looks like the guy we should have added, where his first few games you're like, dude, what, what were they thinking? Like, yeah. It's like he was good, but And then happened? Clowney. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, we, we added those pieces, and then I love Josh Gordon, and I hope he stays clean and can play. Uh, I hope they start using him because this one or two catches a game is ridiculous. He's one of the best receivers. Yeah. He's got some of the best hands ever in history of NFL as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But I mean, we got other people like Jaron Reed. I don't care. Oh, they come well, together. I mean, oh. Uh, Reed, who's the other one? Uh, Green. Rasheen Green. Yeah. Had a great game last night. And There's a few of them down there in the in yeah. that line that are just guys that we were hoping. Like, Sadly, be- the ones not playing where we expected – we expected everywhere else to be a little question marky, and then the linebackers to just destroy. You're not hearing KJ Wright's name very often. You're not no. hearing Wagner's name very often. You're a little bit, but I mean, but it's not still, as much as we no. should. You know, you're hearing how great Shaquille Griffin's playing. Oh yeah. You know how it's a hundred and eighty degree and they've been flip Shaquem, from last year. Sha- Shaquem. Shaquem. Yeah. yeah, Shaquem. They've been putting him in more. He's starting to play more. He's. I he's, think we we touched on this last week where he's doing what he's done his whole career. Is it, just rushing. Yeah, speed. He was rushing. coming. I've seen. There was a couple of them when we played Forty Nine. Oh yeah, where he, he was blocked in there. that with the nub last night. Batted yeah. that ball down with the yeah. nub. Hell yeah. And then he was in there last night. He was in a couple of times, freaking rushing him. I'll tell you, every every time he's in, it doubles my excitement to be a Seahawks fan. Oh yeah, because he reminds me of Brett Favre, just in the way Brett Favre played the game. Where you thought he was a 12-year-old kid in his backyard. Yeah. That kid has got a smile from ear to ear, does nothing but bust his ass, run and run and book fast. And he's fucking quick. 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%. If you watch him on smile. that field a couple times, if he gets around like around the freaking line and starts going up, the, he oh. is fucking fast. Yeah. He can but, move. But he just looks like a kid having fun. Yeah. And it, that excites me. And I'm sure he understands that there's a possibility he's on borrowed time. You know, he hasn't made huge contributions. Actually, he played so poorly last year, a lot of people weren't expecting him to make the team this year, especially with Michael Kendricks being a linebacker now, yeah. and, you know, and that he's, like, he realizes, hey. But, I mean, he's still, I mean, he was, I he, mean. It's that old day motto, live every day like it's your last yeah. or whatever. That guy is just living life. And oh, he's loving it. it. And, I mean, he's he is a threat, though. I mean, he comes around that corner, and, I mean, he can. Oh, yeah, he's legit. He's legit. I mean, he, know. I know they, when he was in University of Florida, they, he held. Uh, Florida Central. Florida Central, that's what it was. They didn't come from a big school. Yeah. His brother got uh, a scholarship got from Florida State. And they said, is my brother coming with me? And they said, no, we're not offering him one. He said, well, I'm not coming. Yeah, so he, they went to Florida. So they Central, went to, yeah. yeah, South Central Florida or whatever. Something like that, but yeah. U- UCF, I think, is what it is. University yeah. of Central Florida. But I know that he held a lot of, you know, sack records and tackling records. I mean, he's... I think he was at conference's defensive player of the year. Yeah. The year he was drafted. Yeah. <coughs> so, Which I mean, doesn't say much because the SEC's player or defensive player of the year a couple years ago was... Uh, Whatever Sam, the the guy that came out gay. Yeah. And he hasn't done anything. You know, so Manti Teo was Notre Dame's. You, you know, college is a lot different. You can't oh, always take take that into. But, I mean, on that same side, I mean, it's just saying that, you know, it doesn't. I'm sure it limits a little bit the nub, but he can still play football and play yeah. at, at a high level. So, 
All right. Oh, man. And I hope to see a lot more from him. I, I think he's going to. No, I yeah. agree. That's fantastic. So I'm going to do a new little thing here for the rest of this month. Being your Christmas guru that I am. Uh, I am going to pain myself watching new things that are being put out by Netflix, Hulu, whatever. Okay. And I will uh, tell you if they're worth watching. And our first one up, I watched the Casey Musgraves Christmas special on Netflix. I'm not even sure who Casey Musgraves is. She's a country singer. She's mm. uh, she's actually got a one album that I I actually bought it. It was fantastic. She's got that old school twang to her. She's not Taylor Swift country. She's not uh, Carrie Underwood country. Like okay. she's she's old school. Like, like legit. Yeah. Uh, this was set up almost like the Sonny and Cher show. Kind of that old variety show. Yep. It's, they basically, the stage was set up like her house, and she'd go to different rooms, and different celebrities would come in, and they would sing a Christmas carol. But instead of just singing the Christmas carol, they'd interrupt the carol through parts to do some comedy skit or whatever Mm -hmm. based off of the carol. And uh, it wasn't good. It wasn't? It wasn't. The comedy skits, the comedy itself was not good. It wasn't written well at all. I don't know who was the writers on the show, but it wasn't. It took away from the songs because she's got an amazing voice. Yeah. But when you're interrupting the songs to do little bits and then you jump back into singing it. Yeah. uh, Like they were doing Let It Snow with James Corden is what the show opens up with. And every time they would sing Let It Snow... The windows of the house would blow open and snow would blow in, and they'd stop. Every single... And it's just like, dude, that song's not 12 minutes long. Yeah. Like, it was ridiculous. Um, They didn't do a whole lot of songs I would have thought, especially with some of the singers they were doing with. There was people I've never heard of on there, and then there were some I had. She did a song with uh, Zoe Dachanel. Who was Jovi in the movie Elf? Also, oh, Jess from New Girl. Uh, I would have thought she's got a great voice. She's got an amazing voice, and I would have thought. Part of me was thinking, especially two women in the whole new baby. It's cold outside. I really was thinking that they might do that because that's the movie she does in Elf, or uh, some of the stuff that she did in New Girl on the Christmas mm-hmm. episodes. No, they did. Mila Kalikimaka and just didn't use that's a really yeah that's not a Zoe Dashnell song like the two female voices and especially Zoe Dashnell's voice is very Zoe Dashnell it is but she most of her songs are more they're not poppy no they're they are but they're 40s poppy yeah that's what I mean they're like the the 40s like the lounge that's what I'm thinking the lounge act poppy like the the ones that get you all like yeah, yeah. but <laughs> that's what I think of when I think of Zoe Zoe Dashnell singing yeah so I mean to do that song with those two yeah I don't know yeah it wasn't uh, I was very disappointed to say the least now I'm not gonna tell you not to watch it it might be up your thing if you're older and watch the Sunny and Chair show or Variety Hour every week go watch it. Uh, she tries to be share so much, it's 
it drove me nuts. Nobody From can be Cher, but Cher. Every outfit she wore to every hairstyle she went, like it was Cher. Everything she did was Cher. So. And it drove me nuts. Do your own thing. Yeah, do your own thing. You know, unless you were having Cher on the show, but Cher wasn't on the show. No, that would be. She didn't even bring Sonny's corpse there to be on the show. Like, that would have been amazing, too. Yeah, you know. Especially pulling from outside when you do the baby, it's cold outside, and then you pull him in. He's yeah. like, but he did some song there. with. She did a song with Fred Armisen, who. Fred Armisen is, a, I think he was a writer for SNL, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But it wasn't good. Like, he's not a singer. You know, uh, James Corden. Who else was on that? Uh, and now I want to look. This is how bad it was that uh, that I can't even remember everybody that was on the goddamn thing. Was that? Maybe that wasn't. Maybe I don't think it was Netflix. Now that I'm thinking of it, I think it was uh, Prime. Okay. Yeah, Casey Musgraves Christmas show is campy, weird, and retro. Not. Not really words I would, uh, yeah, not really words I would use to describe something good. Campy, weird, and retro. Like I said, everything on it screamed, yeah, it is Amazon Prime, so I was wrong there. Uh, oh, Camila Cabello was on there. Lana Del Rey. Kendall Jenner. Yeah, it just, it's not good. It doesn't sound like it. It's not good. Again, I'll leave that up to you guys. Uh, <coughs> I'm assuming next week I'll probably do Noel. I've been itching to watch Noel. <coughs> I love Bill. Sentinel fin- picks that. I love Bill Hader. I like Bill Hader. And Bill Hader plays Santa Claus. That could be interesting. And he's the one that quits to teach yoga in Arizona. So his sister, Noelle, has to take over the Christmas duties. That does sound funny. Who's played by Anna Kendrick. Hmm. So that is a Disney Plus original. I might have to look at that one. So we'll we'll see how that one goes. Uh, Why not? What was the one we watched last year with? The... Kurt Russell. The isn't there supposed to be a second one? I keep hearing rumor that there's supposed to be. Oh, I don't know. A second one, because that's what I was just trying to look for. I don't know. But I don't. I'm not seeing it. So. Yeah, I'm that hoping. one. That one may have been the best. That one was original amazing. in a long time. Yeah. I'm trying to even think what. I don't yeah, even know if like that. The, it looks like it doesn't look like they did do a second one. I kept hearing rumor they were supposed uh, to be. Uh, the Christmas Chronicles two next year. It's oh. in filming right now. Okay. So Christmas Chronicles one came out last year. Uh, according to IMDb, Christmas Chronicles two is in filming, and is rumored to be released in twenty twenty. Okay. Uh, that was very well done. That was. I, I love that movie. So. Especially the end when who Mrs. Claus was. That, yeah. That made me happy. Yeah. <laughs> And it just makes me happy because they, they, they are my favorite, like, Hollywood couple. Because they're like, fuck it. We don't want to get married. We don't want to do anything. We have our thing. It works for us. Eat shit if you don't like it. Yeah. And that's what, I, I don't know why, but I just love that fucking, yeah. Yeah. 
especially in a world of Hollywood where they want you to be a certain way. Yeah. So. So maybe I'll be. I'll, I'll take a look and maybe I can find one that I might watch so that I could. There's a Netflix show, is. Christmas show that it, that I want to watch. I can't remember. I can't recall the name of it. Offhand, uh, to be honest, I tried watching the trailer for it the other day on Netflix, and as I pressed play, my Netflix shut down. Uh-huh. And I just went, eh, okay, I'm done with it for now. Uh, but speaking of Netflix, here's another watch. And if you want to get in the Christmas mood, there's even an episode you can watch. Uh, we've talked about the toys that made us. Yes. So just released Friday is now the movies that made us. Oh. And it's four episodes. Uh, episode one is Dirty Dancing. Oh, sorry. What? I fucking hate that movie. I carried a watermelon. I fucking hate that movie. I fucking hate you. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is wrong with you? I, I've never... I, I, I Okay, maybe hate is a strong word, but it's not a movie that I would go out of my way to watch. What? And it is a movie I'll change the channel if it comes on. What? <laughs> Amber says the same thing because I hate. I don't like Ghost either. Oh my god! The only movies I like Patrick Swayze in are Red Dawn and Roadhouse. I mean, other than that, I mean, oh wait, no, you got you got to throw in. But Pitch the Black wasn't he in Pitch Black? The Outsiders. Wasn't he in the original Pitch Black? Pitch Black. I think it ended up getting remade with Vin Diesel. There was an original. Yeah, I thought so. Oh, I might have to look that shit up. If there was, I might have to go back and watch that shit. I, I could be wrong, but yeah, he was in The Outsiders. What else was he in? Help me out here. Uh, I'm looking. Oh. I mean, he was, I just, yeah, The Outsiders, Red Dawn. How can you not like Dirty Dancing? I mean, he, he was in he was in some good movies, but I'm just, yeah. Oh, he was in a lot. Skate Town, USA. Oh, yeah, I mean, you got a freaking Point Break. I mean. Well, yeah. That's an amazing movie. Ghost? I can't stand that movie. Um, Roadhouse. Yeah, Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights. Two Wong Fu. With Wesley Snipes. Yeah, yeah. The the really bad part about that movie is I remember watching it. The only thing I kept thinking is John Leguizamo is actually a really good looking woman. <laughs> I think the one I'm thinking of is Black Dog. Okay, yeah, yep. I think that's with uh. With what's his name, the singer Randy Travis, I think, isn't it? Isn't that the one where he's a truck driver? Yeah, yeah. So and then, anyways, uh, Donnie Darko. So that's the first episode. Episode two, Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. What the fuck was that? Oh, it was uh, almost. It might as well have been straight to DVD because it was only in the theaters like two weeks. Nobody went and saw that piece of dog shit. <laughs> it looked horrible. Uh, episode two is Home Alone, and there's some really cool things in the Home Alone. I'll just give you a, a tidbit. John Candy did that movie for free. Did he? John Hughes. John Hughes was telling me he wrote a movie. He goes, "Oh, did you rent me a part?" He goes, "Nope." He goes, "Well, I'll take a part for free." And they gave him the part of the polka thing. Wrote no lines for it. Let John Candy do his thing. Not one line was written for that. John Candy did the whole thing himself. I can see that. John Candy was, oh. For absolute nothing. 
He was. He was. Didn't special. even sign paper to get royalties. Nothing. He was a special one. Yeah. Um. That movie. So that one, episode three, is Ghostbusters, which I have not watched yet. And episode four is the second greatest Christmas movie of all time. Die Hard? Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm fucking watching that shit. No. I started watching it last night, and I, it was late, and I dozed off, so I got to rewatch What's it. What's that on? It's on Netflix. Okay. It's the same people that did The Toys That Made Us. Mm-hmm. Now they're doing a series called The Movies That Made Us. I'm going to have to find that one. And they were talking about, you know, that when they showed the movie to a test crowd and people saw uh, Willis that the whole audience bursted up laughing because why is Bruce Willis in an action movie? Yeah. He's the goofy singing mm-hmm. guy from the shampoo commercial. And moonlighting. Well, yeah. You know, he's a TV guy and, you know. Yeah, because he, he did moonlighting and I know I've read a lot of things about him like when he did moonlighting, he was still a bartender he never quit his job because like this isn't gonna fucking go anywhere yeah yeah my favorite one of my favorite movies with him though is the what is it the freaking the one where he's the the cat burger hudson hawk that's fucking amazing i love that movie there's only one favorite i mean it's die hard but no it's the last boy scout oh that's another good one i mean he became a i mean yeah last boy scout's one of my all-time favorite movies. i know i want to go find hudson hawk because I fucking Fee-fee, ball ball. him with Damon Wayans. <laughs> oh yeah, was almost as good, if not better, than uh, Mel Gibson and Danny Clover. Oh, I think it was. <laughs> like the, the 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 personalities that they had, the way they yeah. went back and forth in that last it was Boy fantastic. Scout. If it had been anybody else in that movie, it would have fucking sucked. Yeah, but those two just his one liners throughout that whole yeah. movie. Let me guess. You slipped on a banana peel, stuck your dick in my wife? Yeah, that's the best life. What was she, Frank? On your finger scale. How was my wife? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the whole movie. I want to go watch that movie, too. (laughs) I circumvented it. (laughs) Circumvent? It's called a vocabulary, Joseph. Look it up. (laughs) Kicks the door in. Oh, fucking fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, but, but go watch that. Uh, there, there was a lot of good, just little bits from what I've seen so far, uh, that were just like Joe Pesci in Home Alone. The hardest, like Joe Pesci took it. Daniel Stern turned it down. Initially, he he agreed to it, and then they were like, "Oh, we're gonna add." I think they said like four more weeks of shooting, and he goes, "Do I get a raise?" And they said no. And he said. I'm better than this. Yeah. And he left. And they brought another guy in. And the other guy did like two scenes with Pesci, and Pesci's like, get him the fuck out of here. Like, he's got to go. Yeah. And they brought Stern back, and Stern's like, can you believe I almost gave up this cash cow? Yeah. Like, I was worried about $12,000 back then. I cash royalty checks for $12,000 every month. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, uh, but they were saying the hard, like Pesci had such a hard time do, making the movie because he couldn't swear. Oh yeah, <laughs> he goes, and so that record, uh, record that he does throughout the whole movie was how he swore. He made that up. That wasn't written in. That's how he fought 
the, the, not being yeah. able to swear through yeah. the movie. He's like, I'm fucking Joe Pesci, and you're yeah. you're having me get hit in the head with a paint can, and I can't swear. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, this you is know? fucking bullshit. He goes, he goes. I even swore when I was fucking Karate Kid's lawyer. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's fantastic. It's, <laughs> My cousin Vinny. They're, they're good stuff. So yeah. check those out. That'll help kill kill some time this week. Uh, and then, like I said, I'll watch Noel. We'll see how that goes. I'm, I, like I said, the actors in it, anyways. Bill mm-hmm. Hader and fucking uh, why did I, why did I lose her name? The girl from Pitch Perfect, Anna Kendrick. Yeah. And those sound, that sounds like a great, but it's every once in a while you get those ones where it's like you, you see on paper like this looks like it's going to be amazing. And then you watch it and you're like, this is fucking rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. then other ones you're like, this is going to be horrible. Who thought to put these fuckers together? You know, and then you watch it and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll do this throughout Christmas time. I mean, we've already killed so much of the music and so much of the, yeah. you know, the movies we've all seen. So. I'll painfully watch some of this stuff and see if I can't uh, press some of it on to you. I mean, you can go to Hallmark. Didn't they add like another 700 movies for Christmas? Yeah, and all that shit's on Hulu right now, and I can't do it. Oh, they're fucking... I can't fucking do it, dude. I mean, not to sound bad. I mean, if you've seen one, you've seen them all. It's the same fucking storyline. Yeah. Somebody was a bad person, and now they've become better, and they saved Christmas, and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) I mean, that's about it. Yeah, I can't do the Lifetime or Hallmark movies. No. I I can't. No. Uh, I'll watch the specially made ones, the Disney, the you know things like that. It's like those. The, the, I mean, the storylines aren't a whole lot different. You, it's like the whole Christmas has books. been around since the beginning of time yeah. of movies. There's not a whole lot of new storylines yeah. you can come up with, but doing them in an entertaining fashion is a whole other story. Yeah. I'll let the pros that make movies for a living handle those. You can keep your well, lifetime in Hallmark. Bullshit. The lifetime, the Hallmark ones. From what I was listening to something one day, they were talking about they're like fifty thousand dollar budgets on every one of them. So it's like, how in the fuck well, do you Tosh get? Tosh is excited. She wants to watch them because some of them have. There's like three of them with Melissa Joan Hart, and yeah. she loves Melissa Joan no, Hart. Who doesn't? Me. Oh man, she was my Clarissa explains it all. No. Mm-hmm. no. I'm old, so I mean, I was that. I'm that age, so <laughs> I mean, it sounds pervy, but at that age, I was the same age as her when that came out. Nope, can't do it. Nah, Cliss explains it all. Spring of the Teenage Witch. I yeah. Nope, she's not attractive at all. No, she was to me. Not Alyssa Milano attractive, but not even close. No, Alyssa Milano and freaking. She wasn't Gumby attractive. Oh, I don't know. That Gumby. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You have comedy tomorrow night. I do. Raising uh, money for a good cause. Raising money for the Rainier Foothills Wellness Foundation uh, tomorrow night out at Cole Street Brewery. Um, we've got Shani Williams is going to be there, Andy Vargo, Kevin Eggleston. I mean, there's a bunch of people going to be there. It's going to be a good show. Good, good. And then on the 11th, we have the Roast of Santa Claus at Imbibe. Yeah, uh, five nice. $5 cover charge on that one where Cole Street is free. Uh, we are raising money for the Maple Valley Food Bank. We're also raising uh, we'll have bins out there to collect food for the Maple Valley Food Bank. And we'll probably use some of the money to uh, adopt a family as I keep finding more and more out there to do. Nice. So uh, come out and support, donate, all that fun stuff. Uh, make sure not just your holiday is good, but you can uh, improve somebody else's as well. It's the season of giving, as they say. Yep. All right. And then uh, with that being said, guys, remember to be excellent to each other. Hug the ones you love. And we will see you next week. See you later.